It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Well, so good to be with you again, listeners. Uh, now, today's show is a... Uh important show for someone out there listening and today's subject is a little tough subject but it's a subject that I believe can save a person's life today now if I took and walked out of the studio right now and randomly stopped people and asked them if they are dealing with some serious hell in their life I would venture to say that 90 percent maybe even more would say yes Anxiety, fear, depression, uncertainty about life itself is keeping so many of God's precious children locked in a cage like a wounded bird who peeks out of the cage, sees the world, wants to be healed so they can go fly. Well, I know people personally that I call the walking wounded. They do life in a cage. They have a fear of the unknown. Many of them have been beaten down emotionally and spiritually. They pray minute to minute for their pain to stop. And some of the walking wounded made a decision to do a permanent solution to a temporary problem. They commit suicide. My guest today lost her son to such an act, and this hell was so unbearable that she made a decision to turn her pain into purpose. Today, she is a leading voice in suicide prevention. And as difficult as this subject is, I know God has led me to share Sean's story with the world. Let's meet today's guest, Janice Morrissey, the mother of Sean. Hi, Janice. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you today? I am doing fine. <laughs> you have just a radiating smile. That's just a, <laughs> I wish I had that smile. So, but you weren't smiling uh, a few years ago, and we'll get into that. But before we get into Sean's story, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm a mom of four. I have four boys. So uh, it's pretty crazy at my house when they were growing up. <laughs> Lots of fights. Um, and uh, I... Wife of 37 years or going on 37 years. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. And a military family. My husband was in the military. My dad was in the military. And all four of my sons have served. Um, mm. So I'm big advocate um, for our military and uh, had three Air Force um, sons. And of course, my last one had to be a Marine. He had to do everything different. <laughs> <laughs> Someone always has to be different. He's our blockhead. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was Air Force. So, wow, that's yeah. awesome. I love the connection. Uh, well, tell us a little bit about Sean growing up, the type of boy he was. Sean was um, different than my other boys. Um, you know, you have your, you have four kids, okay? And so, you know, you decide what you're going to have for dinner, and Sean always wants something different. Never wants what everybody <laughs> else had. Everything Everything, if everybody was going one way, Sean wanted to go the other way. You know, he just was his own person like that. And he was like, you know, just a funny, funny kid. But uh, he always had that, you know, quirkiness about him, you know, where people just didn't understand him. He had a crazy little sense of humor, but he was a lot of fun. And uh, growing up, he was just, he had such a good smile, such an outgoing kid and everything. And uh, going through high school, you know, he, he was, he still held his spark of happiness. But, you know, of course, and there's bullies and stuff. And Sean was a sensitive child. So, you know, he couldn't understand why people would pick on other people, you know. So that was tough, tough for him. 
but uh, he decided he wanted to be a firefighter. And that kid can start a fire out of nothing. Okay, so he would be, he decided to become a firefighter, and uh, and he didn't just want to be a firefighter. He wanted to be a firefighter in the Air Force. So he waited till um, a billet came open so he can be a firefighter in the Air Force, and uh, got stationed in Davis Mothin Air Force Base in uh, Tucson, Arizona. Loved it and all, and had great crew that he worked with. Um, just a fun kid. And I hear so many people tell me, you know, he was so good to us, and he helped us out with so many things because he would listen. He would give you. Shirt off his back. He was a very giving person. Wow. And then uh, November 17th, 2014, changed your destiny forever. What happened? It sure did. Um, you, know, you start your day off, you go to work, and everything's good. And uh, by the end of the day, your day just turns upside down. So, of course, you know, the people come to your house. Well, they didn't come to my house. They came to my husband's work in their uniform. And my husband said when they got out of the car— he knew. And we have like all of our boys are in the military at that time. One was in boot camp at the time uh, for the Marines. And uh, he said, which one is what he asked. And that's how he found out. My husband came to see me at Walmart. That's where I worked at the time. And he told me, he called me and he said, I got something to tell you, but I need you to stay at work. I'll be there. Of course, I know something's wrong right away. And as a mom, I start calling everyone, my kids. And of course, I can't get a hold of Sean. And uh, so my husband got there and he told me what happened. And uh, it's really weird. But at that moment, I thought, you know, I'm not surprised by it because he was struggling. And he had always struggled with self-harm because he was very sensitive on that point. But I also thought, okay, I guess his pain's over now, you know. Um, but it did change our whole lives. Everything we do now is um, centered around sharing Sean's story, talking about Sean. And getting his name out there because there's lots of Sean's out there. And also I feel like, you know, by me sharing Sean's story, it's going to help others change their lives and help them with their with what they struggle with. Now you say there's lots of Sean's out there. What do you mean? I mean, there are a lot of people that struggle with self-harm, thoughts of suicide. I mean, it's, it's unimaginable how many people there are. I talk to people all the time about Sean. I talk to them about suicide and um, pretty much, I have not met a person yet that's not been affected by suicide. I have not met one person yet. Either you've known somebody, you have had it personal um, struggles, um, or you have lost someone to suicide. So I've not met a person yet that's not been affected by it. So I really feel like that's something that we all need to share. Listeners, I will be giving a toll-free number in a few minutes uh, for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. In fact, it's right here. I'll give it to you right now. It's 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-T-A-L-K. And uh, Janice, before you came in, I did a little research on my own uh -huh. in the state of Mississippi. And there's a uh, suicide committed every 20 hours in the yes. state of Mississippi. Yes, there that's, is. That's terrible. And and we rank like 32 in the country for suicides. Um, I don't know if you saw this with the uh, populace. Um, for 100,000 deaths, um, last year Mississippi had 445 um, for the, the year. And um, we had 15 deaths for every 100,000. And the nationally is 14 deaths for every 100,000. So we're kind of, you know, inching on up there. And, you know, you don't want to be that. <laughs> well, in February of 2017, you were working at Walmart and you were having 
a bad day, <laughs> a real bad day. Yeah, that- and you made a decision to do something. What was that? Well, um, you know, I had a bad day at work. Um, I felt, um, you yeah, that, that, that pressure, um, all day that something wasn't right. Um, I just was feeling like just troubled. Um, so all day long, I just was, I couldn't get my stuff together. Um, I was crying. I, uh, couldn't figure out what was going on and I haven't cried in a while. I mean, at that moment, cause that was, you know, three years past um, Sean's death, but I'd always been looking for something to do. And I feel, um, because of all the anxiety I was having, um, that day, uh, at one point I decided I am going to leave my job. I've, I've, I'm done with it, working at Walmart. I'm going to go and do what I feel like I need to do. And at that point, what I needed to do was to, um, craft and I started a business called Sean's story with a semicolon, uh, and share his story and let everyone know that it's not finished. You know, I'm sharing his story and I'm telling, talking about it. Well, I, oh, sorry. Well, no, I, I love what you're saying. It's awesome. Uh, the one thing that intrigued me when you shared your story, you said that you were at work and you could feel Sean screaming at you to find a new purpose for your life. I did. Um, I I know this sounds crazy, but Sean talks to me a lot and he talks to me in different little ways and I have to listen to it. And I had been ignoring that voice because my husband's been telling me for like a year, I need to leave my job. And I kept saying, no, no, I need to stay here. And so I was ignoring Sean's calling to have me leave my job. And at that day, it was just so much pressure on me. And I feel like it was Sean telling me, you need to go now. And I, by the end of the day, when I decided to leave my job, I came home from work and it's like midnight because I get off late. And I went online. I paid off all of our bills. I had such a peace. I called my store manager the next day. I said, I'm giving my notice, very calm. And I kept thinking, this is so crazy. But because Sean told me to do this, and I truly believe he did. I felt very calm about it. I made the right decision, you know, and um, I, I wouldn't look back. I don't look back. It's the best decision I ever made. Well, I loved your term. You were going to turn your pain into purpose. Yeah, I found a purpose in my pain. You found basically. a purpose in your pain. And listeners, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to hear about the purpose into pain and also some ideas for you. And later in the show, I'm going to share something with you that I have never shared with anyone and it's very very personal and that's coming up later we'll be back in just a minute you're listening to get the hell out of your life with your host ron myers real stories real struggles and real hope The Christmas City Gift Show. We've transformed the entire Mississippi Coast Convention Center in Biloxi into an illusion of Christmas. Games, planes, jewelry, and toys. Paintings, pottery, candles, and food. Guaranteed to put you in the Christmas mood. Bring the whole family to the event everyone is talking about. The Christmas City Gift Show in Biloxi. Inside the Mississippi Coast Convention Center. The holiday event you've been waiting for. Produced by Ron Myers. What's your story? We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. No! 
Listeners, welcome back. Uh, today, my guest is Janice Morrissey and uh, her son, uh, Sean, a firefighter in the Air Force, uh, committed suicide back in 2014. And uh, she is a leading force now about suicide prevention. And uh, now we're going to talk about how she has found her purpose through pain. And we're, we're going to share, she's going to share some things with you that if anyone out there is dealing with some pain in your life, she's going to share some things that she's learned. And also we will we'll want to give some information and a phone number in just a little bit, uh, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Uh, Janice, so, okay, so you leave Walmart, you pay off your bills, you're ready to go out there. So what do you do? Well, um, I started off doing a crafting business. I have a little cricket. And so I was making decals and um, I made these decals called remembrance decals, which were um, ribbon shaped, but they were in the color of, you know, either suicide awareness colors, or I've done either uh, um, breast cancer with the pink. I've done, um, you know, uh, dementia colors, ribbons. And I put on the ribbon, um, the person's names and dates that they lost them. It's a remembrance of them. And I was selling the ribbons for like 10 bucks and donating all that money to AFSP, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Well, then it just kind of evolved into other crafts. And now I'm doing like cups and stuff, um, which are like glitter tumblers and uh, painted tumblers and stuff for people. Um, but what helps, what I do it for is like a therapy kind of. And I and tell people, I can't say it's cheaper than actual therapy because it really is more expensive. But... <laughs> But it's very calming. So I craft and make these things and then I donate a portion of my proceeds to American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So to me, I couldn't afford to just donate a lot of money, but I can make things that I can make generate money off of and then donate that money. And and listeners, uh you know, if you've listened to me for a while, I always say that there are no accidents, that God is always putting people in our paths. Well, I had the pleasure of meeting Janice at Christmas City. I didn't even know about her story, but she had a boot there and she was a pretty hot uh, exhibitor there. <laughs> Everybody was stopping at her booth. And yeah. and so we went and had a conversation and eventually we led to where uh, she's sharing Sean's story today. Um, now. You said earlier that there's a lot of Sean's out there, and I agree. I agree. I know some Sean's out there. What can we do? What can we tell folks out there that know a Sean uh, to do before something could be too late? Well, the biggest thing is to talk, okay? If you see someone that you know that their behavior has changed or they have um, suicide ideology, ideology, anyway, they're thinking about suicide, uh, if you know someone, you just need to talk to them. Start that conversation, you know, um, just be there for them. And the biggest thing is conversation. Um, suicide is one of those very complex issues that you can't say, this is the formula. Anyone doing this will die by suicide. That's not it. It could be anyone. And you, it's really hard to be aware of who they are because they hide it so well. They want to be happy. So they try to make themselves happier. Um, but the biggest thing is to sit down and have conversations, real conversations, not on Facebook or a little tweet and say, hey, how you doing? No, have the real conversation like I see that you look unhappy. You seem to be struggling. I want to help you. You know, be pointed on your conversations. Don't sit there and just say, hey, how you doing? 
you know, so that's a big thing. Talk. And if someone out there is listening and then say, well, I don't have anybody to talk to and I'm feeling this, then we need to have them call the number, yes. call a mental health uh, provider, uh, talk to a preacher, talk to someone, but you cannot be isolated, right? No, don't isolate yourself and, and don't feel like you're alone. Lots of people struggle with this. Lots of people struggle with self-harm. I know after I lost my son, you know, I had a, the lowest points in my life. But I also realized I have other people in my life. I have other children. I have my grandchildren, my husband, my friends, and all my family. So there's more people out there that I need to stay here for. And everyone needs to know that. We all have people we need to stay here for. And you just need to talk to them. So Sean's with you every day in spirit as mm -hmm. you go out there. You showed me in yeah. your little she shed <laughs> that you've got uh, Sean's couch in there. Yeah. So a little piece of Sean is on everything you do and every yes. decal and every little cup. So you are sharing Sean with the world. Mm -hmm. um, my question is, do you know when you go out there and after you have a conversation, do you walk away saying, I think I helped that person? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. In fact, when I did the Christmas City booth, and uh, I haven't shared this with you on that, but I talked to a lot of people in my booth. And I actually have friends that come and help me so they can run the register or whatever. So I can just step aside and have conversations with people. And um, it was amazing the amount of people I actually connected with and was able to talk to about losses in their lives. I had people that came up to me and because they read about it, said that they also had struggled with, with self-harm, with suicide. They had also... Um, lost someone to suicide. And I even had a person tell me that the work I do is I'm ministering. ministering. Yes. Yeah. I didn't, even, I didn't, I never even thought of that, that, but because I, you know, I, I try to make that time to talk to everybody about it. I felt, I feel like I do make a difference and I hear stories all the time about how much I have changed their lives. You know, I have helped them. Well, I, I think of the what there's a scripture verse that says in Romans eight twenty eight it says all things work together for good for them that are called and love the Lord. What I'm saying is that God can take tragic, tragic mm -hmm. situations and you had the foresight and they get up and go to do something. And now you're making a difference in other people's life because of the pain that you went through. Mm -hmm. As you said, uh, uh, you turned your pain into a purpose. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And you have to find some kind of purpose, not just... Um, through the pain, but with your life in general, you have to figure out what you're here for. And, you know, it took losing my son to realize I'm here to help others, to give them hope and to maybe help somebody else to change their lives, to help them realize that, that they're important. They matter. They did. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They matter. So I'm being their voice. <laughs> um, listeners, that phone number, toll free, 800-1-800-273-TALK. That is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And anybody, when you're going through any kind of trials, crisis, tri whatever it is, please, please don't isolate yourself. Don't go talk to someone. Mm -hmm. Talk to someone. And uh, you do. Your life matters. Your life matters. God created you with an incredible plan. And we also have to understand for those of us that believe in God, that there is an enemy out there whose mission is to kill, steal and destroy our dreams and our hopes in our lives. So there's a battle that takes place all of our lives, a spiritual battle between good and evil. Even I can be a 
crazy fanatic wild man for Jesus on the streets. But at the same time, I can feel the spiritual warfare against me on a daily basis. Like Ron, what do you do stupid stuff like this for? Nobody wants to listen to this. And, uh, but I know that's a lie. That's a lie because we're doing good. We're doing good. You're doing good. And you have such a good spirit around you. So do you set a goal that when you go out every day, you're going to share Sean's story with at least one or two people or do things just happen? It it just happens. I happen to be, um, I feel like I happen to be at the place I needed to be when I talk about it. Um, I, like I said, I talk to people all the time and they, then they share their stories. I actually worked with a lady that I have known for over 20 years at Walmart at the time. And when I started sharing Sean's story, I found out that her son had died by suicide. And she said that the week after I started sharing Sean's story was the most she's ever talked about her son since she lost him. Yeah. And And, and it felt like it helped her, freed her up to talk. And I know listeners, this is radio you can't see through, but she has this beautiful little <laughs> locket around her neck of Sean. How old was he in that picture? Um, this is his graduation picture from high school. So high he was 18. Okay. And he's got a, a little fire, uh, fired or symbol charm. in there. Yeah. And Their little charms. <laughs> yeah. And so that's a, a precious uh, keepsake, isn't it? Yes, it Amen. is. It is. Well, um, so... Closing words, thoughts, anything you feel, as you said, you minister to people out there. So you've got the microphone and there's somebody out there that uh, is going to that needs to hear what you're about to say. What would you be to anything? Uh, I guess the, the big thing is remember that you matter. You matter to so many people. I don't even know you and you matter to me. OK, so I need you to know that that if you are struggling with something, reach out, talk to somebody. This talk number, the National Suicide Prevention number, the crisis number, they will talk to you. They will help you out. So that if you don't, if you can't talk to anybody, you can talk to them. There's also a text number you can text if you don't feel like talking. So there's so much that you can do. Um, and just remember that you matter. And if you forget that, remind yourself of that. You matter. Yeah. And someone's going to be whispering in your ear. Your mind is going to tell you things. And you got to know, break through that. And just those two little words, you matter. Right. Remember it. Exactly. In fact, take a little sticky note, <laughs> put it on your mirror. You know, everybody looks in their mirror That's every right. day. You matter. Yes. And say, I matter. Yeah. And exactly. start saying, you exactly. matter. You matter. You've got a gift and a talent the world needs. Well, Janice, God bless you. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much you. for coming in and sharing your <laughs> story. You. Wow. Listeners, that phone number one more time. Uh, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. one 800 273 Talk. Oh, one thing, Janice. Uh, how can they get in touch with you or buy some decals or oh. cups from you? <laughs> okay, so I have a Facebook page and I do a lot of, um, I don't do Etsy because I want to do one on one. I like to talk to people personally. So you could just send me a message if you're interested in doing a cup or something. But my Facebook page is uh, www.facebook.com backslash Sean's dot story 2014. So uh, I lost them in 2014, um, and so that's why that's part of the name. So Sean's dot or period story 2014, and that's on Facebook. And cool. all my information's on there. Um, you can get in touch with me. Thanks, Janice. God bless you. <laughs> well, listeners, I'll take a break, and when I come back, I will share something that's very, very personal to me, and uh, I haven't shared it probably with anyone until now. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas to you! 
The Christmas City Gift Show. We've transformed the entire Mississippi Coast Convention Center in Biloxi into an illusion of Christmas. Games, planes, jewelry, and toys. Paintings, pottery, candles, and food. Guaranteed to put you in the Christmas mood. Bring the whole family to the event everyone is talking about. The Christmas City Gift Show in Biloxi. Inside the Mississippi Coast Convention Center. The holiday event you've been waiting for. Produced by Ron Myers. I wanted to end my life at the age of 11. You see, I was the oddball of seven children. It seemed like I could do nothing right. I wore a label called Misfit. I was removed from the public schools in the second grade and transferred into a Catholic school. My parents thought the nuns could keep me in line. (laughs) Boy, were they wrong. If you are told long enough that you're a misfit and good for nothing, well, you begin to believe it. So one day I wrapped a belt around my neck tied it to the rod in my clothes closet and fell to the floor. Then, in an instant, the rod collapsed on my head, and I sat there with a pair of bell-bottom pants draped over my face, crying. But then, my friend, the room got dead still. I could hear my heart beating, and then the most beautiful, loving, peaceful voice spoke inside of my chest. The voice said, Ronnie, Do not hurt yourself. I love you and I have a plan for you. I knew in an instant it was Jesus. I learned all about Jesus from Sister Mary Catherine in school. That day, God stepped into a scrawny, confused little boy's room and saved his life. Now, you may ask, why did God speak to you? I have no idea, but life has shown me that desperation will bring God into a person's life. For me, it was a still small voice. For others, it could be an angel that comes into your life in the form of a friend or a stranger. It could be the sermon you hear on Sunday or a talk from a motivational speaker. Just like today, I believe God is speaking to someone through this broadcast. Now, that encounter with God was 48 years ago. I turned my pain into pursuing my purpose. Since that day, I have plowed through adversity and pain hundreds of times because my purpose is greater than my pain. So what's the answer to life's struggles? Well, what's the question? What is it you want from God? The Bible says you have not because you ask not. If you still think, though, God is a fairy tale and you're not ready to trust God, well, then talk to someone. There are many professionals and counselors whose destiny is to help bring renewal and hope to individuals. So my message to you today is this. Your life matters. You have a plan and it's an awesome plan and you will have struggles. But when you walk in God's purpose for your life, he will turn your pain into your purpose. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and the future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Friends, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 
273-TALK. If you know someone or yourself that needs to speak with someone, please dial that number. Share this program with your friends and people you love. Until next week, this is Ron Myers reminding you, I love you, God loves you, and we all need God to love the hell right out of our life. Get the Hell Out of Your Life is produced by Ron Myers Productions and is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show. We invite you to come shop with over 250 exhibitors from all over the South. November 11th through the 13th inside the Convention Center on the beach in Biloxi, Mississippi. You can find more information at ChristmasCityGiftShow.com. If you would like to share your story or listen to previous episodes, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. Join us next week for another episode of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real stories, real struggles, and real hopes.